hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Niagara Moon podcast. If this is not your first one, uh, welcome back, Moondog. Very, very happy to have you in here. And if you are totally new and you don't know what's going on, uh, so like I said, I'm Thomas. Uh, I make Baroque pop indie music under the name Niagara Moon. I'm an aspiring musician, and I'm joined by another aspiring musician, uh, Mr. Dan Barracuda. He's very talented and very funny. We have a good time together uh, just getting excited about uh, particular albums. It's kind of like a little book club. Uh, sometimes we both love the albums. Sometimes I don't like them and he likes them or vice versa. And uh, we do a little bit of research, but we mainly just, you know, hang out and um, admire the work as uh, musicians ourselves. That said, uh, we are not journalists, we're not professional reviewers or critiquers, and uh, you know we're talking about a new album every week, so we, don't, we, we can't always keep up with all the facts. So if that sounds like that's going to be something that annoys you, you can go listen to something with a production budget. All right, my little rant's over. I think you're really going to like the episode for today. We're talking Michael Kiwanuka, one of my favorite contemporary artists and his classic debut album from 2012, Home Again. It's going to be fun. Let's do it. Tell me a tale that always was Sing me a song that I'll always hear Tell me a story that I can read So Dan is back from his long vacay come back to well yeah i should say you're home again right i'm home again <laughs> from michael kiwanuka in 2012 2012 year i graduated umass this is a great album i really uh i hadn't listened to this one in a while i forgot how solid it is it's yeah. such a distinct intentional wonderful vibe of an album i want to know where it was recorded it was recorded uh, by Paul Butler, who I'd never heard of before, but he does great production work, apparently. Uh, recorded in, I guess, the basement of his house, like a, a basement studio. But wow, it could have been recorded like in Columbia Studios in the early 70s. Dude, I can like hear the wood. <laughs> yeah, this is a wooden album. Exactly. I can hear the wood, and the colors of the album cover are perfect for the sound of the album. Yeah, the the cover is, that's it, isn't it? It's this lovely, like, kind of like burnt umber, brown, orange. Really good, really good cover. Very fitting. Easy on the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, man, this is is a classic go-to for me for when I want something relaxing, but also melodic. Yo, so I, I know that my brother loves Michael Kiwanuka, and when I told him, I was like, hey, dude, guess what album we're doing right now? And he's like, he's like, what? I'm like, Home Again. And he's like, what's that? I'm like, Michael Kiwanuka. He's like, oh, he's like, dude, no. Like, why aren't you guys doing, like, Love and Hate? Like, or, like you know, it was so interesting. He's like, uh, he's like, I barely know that album. And he loves Kiwanuka. Weird. I thought that was so interesting. I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, tell your brother to get on Home Again, because I feel like it has a very special kind of magic and a very particular quality yeah. that... Um, so here's my deal with Michael Kiwanuka. His his album from last year, the self title, just Kiwanuka. I love that one. He loves. I it. love that one as yeah. well, and it's it's exciting, and I it's more innovative, and I feel like it it's clearly taking his his artistry in a certain direction. So I'm excited for the guy. I love what he's doing. I love the the track that he's on. I can totally get why people would be fans of that album. 
love and hate. Um, I don't understand why somebody would listen to Love and Hate and not Home Again. Like, really? Black Man in a White World is a great song, great single, great statement that he put out. But that album as a whole, I don't know. It's it's all taste, but I'm, it's, I heard I'm it's very Home Pink Again. Floydish. Yeah, I, I heard it was very Pink Floydish. I I feel like the songwriting on Home Again is so much better. Um, but again, he picks he picks it back up for me with Kiwanuka, so that's cool too. But yeah, tell your brother to get to get on Home Again. Like, okay, cool. I'll get along. That's easily my favorite uh, Kiwanuka song. That's Which I took notes on. I took notes on this one. Which one? I'll get a lot. Dude, okay. So here's here's one criticism I have about the album. It feels very safe. It is safe. That that a lot of other people had sa- have said that. Yeah. It it, it feels like, it feels kind of like background music. I was gonna say the same like, thing. Like like some bit, something yeah. you just put on on for like a nice yeah. evening. Yeah. It's not like bold. Yes. Uh, I will give you that. Um, 2019 Kiwanuka is bold. This is not bold, but. If you're on the right track, so it's it's not like I love every song on this album, and there are a few songs, especially towards the end, where I do feel that like wallpaper background music feeling. Yeah, but especially the first half of this album, it's it's uh, you get into a trance. There's a lot of repetition here, and a lot of lyrics that are just kind of very general and kind of back to basics thematically, but. It gets you into this wonderful, soulful, just lovely trance, and then you can appreciate all the finer details, like the the arrangements, really shine. That's when this album is at its best. In the same way, like you know, the highlights on "All Things Must Pass." You know, maybe there's a lot of repetition there. Maybe it's it's just you know, there's not a lot of surprises necessarily. But when you're in the sweet spot, when you're in the trance, it pays off in dividends. I think. <laughs> I'll get along. Uh, I'm a getting ready. That's another one. Yeah, I'm a get. That one sound okay. Should we go song by song? Uh, I have notes for all. All right. Of yeah. To tell me a tale. I mean, yes. That's uh, to sum up my little point. The 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 like strength and sometimes weakness of this album is it's like it's it's not an album of moment by moment surprises or like all these finer details. There's complicated songwriting nuances. It's like here's this vibe. Here's this feeling. Just here's this vibe, very consistent, consistent vibe. Yeah, you're either gonna get with this emotion, and just and just take it all in, or you're not, you know, or your your attention might wander. But anyway, yeah, track right. by track. Yeah, tell me a tale. I mean, like first first impression, like love the like the vintage classic production, yeah. old distortion. You can hear that like old distortion in his voice. Like, however, his voice was processed is really. I, nice. I think that's just him, though. Like he's. We're already getting off track, but Michael Kiwanuka, best contemporary soul singer? Question mark. Like really, I, I don't know. I don't I think I, he I'm could. Not that into I mean, soul. I don't know all the soul singers out there, but he's got a certain just down to earth, like gravitas, and he sounds he sounds like Bill Withers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I that's love totally Bill Withers. Yeah, I love Bill Withers. I mean, he, I he, I saw a little bit of an interview. He said himself. 
I was looking out there on the the contemporary music scene for like a folk soul seventies inspired songwriter, and I I had to be it. Like there, I somebody had to do it. Like he he stepped in. He he saw kind of a, a hole there. And yes, he he is the modern day Bill Withers. Like who else would it be? You know, Otis Redding. Yeah. Um, he's got a little Nick Nick Drake in there. I, I wrote that down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he understands the weight and the power of that early 70s style and that sound and that like just emotional like immediacy and I think he channels it, you know, better than the rest. Yeah. I really like the minor section like that tell me a tale and I was in a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord I need love Okay, I don't like that part. I wrote that down. Oh, come on. Lord, I need love I know, dude. I just, I, I like the minor Lord, part, and then all good, of a sudden, good love. Good love. It just feels so safe. <laughs> but if it sounds good, who cares? You need a safe haven sometimes, man. I know. I feel like that part that I need, need good love in. You're home sounds again. Like that, that that good love in part sounds like the rest of the album. And like, tell me a tale doesn't. Uh, it's like it's like swingy. It's like nice, and it's like minor. The flutes are amazing on that song. The brass. The flutes had such a. Well, the brass too, but the flutes add such a particular like vintage texture. Yeah, the song reminded me of "Trouble Man" by Marvin Gaye. Yeah, I don't know if you mm. know that song. And I, also, I probably recognize um, it if I heard it. Yeah. Also, um, the vocal melody of the verses in "Tell Me a Tale" are very similar to "Evil Woman." Evil Woman. No, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Left, left to lose. Tell me a tale. It's like the same yeah. thing. That's it. You called it. Oh man, I didn't even realize. Yeah, but it's nice. It's it's nice. It, it's like it just sounds really nice, and it's like freaking 2012. It sounds like it's 1972. Yeah, man. Paul Butler's production, and I, I don't know how much uh, a hand like Kiwanuka himself had in the arrangements and deciding you know, the overall like soundscape of this, but it's, it's a perfect marriage and it's part of the, I mean, it's kind of part of the reason I, I might prefer this one to, uh, to love and hate. It just, it's such a specific, just wooden, comfortable, like, yeah, homely vibe. This, the whole package. Yeah. I'm getting ready. I wrote, sounds like a John Mayer song. <laughs> I love, I'm getting ready. Uh, brushes do the brushes do a lot. The six eight feels really nice. Oh Lord, I'm getting ready to believe. Then we'll be waving hands, singing freely. The vocal harmonies in this album are awesome. Yeah, I mean his voice is just so comforting without yeah. being pandering. I mean, incidentally, as far as I can make out, he's like the nicest person in the music industry, <laughs> like the really? nicest uh, famous person. Like he just seems so relaxed and like thoughtful and courteous and just like like knows his his role and his place. And yeah, like, you know, I'm reading into a lot of this, but he just seems like he has the most generous soul. And I got to believe that that, you know, affects wow. his his. Uh, his whole sonic vibe and his vocal delivery. Yeah, it's weird. It's like his vocals don't sound like cocky at all. Like you, you, it doesn't sound like he loves the sound of his own voice. You know, he's just wow. Really yeah, singing. that's a great way to put it. It's like humble. He's like he's just ready for you 
to find catharsis and comfort in what he's doing, but it's like not, it's like barely even for him almost. Yeah. Also, he was 24 making Oh, this. he's 24? Wow. He was 24. He's, he's in his 30s now, but yeah. this is his debut. This is a debut album. That is amazing to me also. How does that work? Like, how do you, how was your debut album so professionally made? Like, it, was he like, do you know his story? Like, was he gigging a lot and then he got picked up or what? Like, I, I don't know too much about that. Um, as return listeners of the podcast may have figured out by now, we don't do a ton of research. Uh, but <laughs> uh, he is a British fellow. I don't know if he grew up, I think he grew up in London, but I'm already probably getting eviscerated right now online if that's wrong. But He's a British man. His, his parents are Ugandan refugees from the uh, Idi Amin, you know, reign of terror. Wow. Uh, so he, his family escaped all that. You know, it's it's not like he never did anything and then he did this album. He he worked as a session guitarist. Okay, now I'm right on the right YouTube page here. Uh, he was a, he was a session guitarist first, and then he was playing. It says his first proper gig was at 22. He released me peas. You know, this is a long time coming. It's not like yeah. from nothing to to full length album, but kind of uh, like Jeff Buckley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you pay your dues a bit, but this guy had the goods. And what it is is, you do something this strong when first you've like had enough time to come into who you are as an artist, and then yeah. when you work with the right people. And Paul Butler, man, this is, was the perfect call. For him at this point in his career what else has paul butler done he's in a band called the bees i don't know you like they're probably good i haven't heard of them but maybe i'll check them out next when i have the time just but it i mean the whole point is you find talented people exceedingly talented people who are locked into your vision and i gotta believe that's that's what happened with uh, home again yeah um but yeah i'm getting ready i'm getting ready it's so soulful I love it, and it's it's has a perfect amount of space. It's like an ocean of soothing yeah. acoustic guitar. It's so soothing, yeah. And it doesn't wear out. It's welcome, like some of the other songs on here. It's like it's a very simple, short kind of structure and melodic ideas. Yeah, two and a half minutes, get to the point, and then go on to the next song. That's I like it when he when he does that too. Yeah, I'll get along. I was like, sounds like Otis Redding sitting. It sounds like sitting sitting at the dock of the bay. Or it sounds like the groove from uh, Let's Get Together by Al Green. Oh. So, mm-hmm, oh, yeah. I know I needn't call. That's yeah. not the... I'm terrible with lyrics, guys. Yo, yo, what, what year was Ray LaMontagne? I don't know Ray LaMontagne. I mean, I've heard a little bit of his stuff, but didn't he come out in the 90s? Oh, is he 90s guy? Because it, it sounds like Ray, Ray, which I'm sure Ray takes a lot from the 70s. Oh, yeah, I know he does. It's that same kind of like, uh, like understated soul style. Just e- an easy groove. Yeah, not trying to prove anything. Ray Lamontagne sings, "You are the best thing. You're the best thing, baby. You know that. You are the best." When I thing. when I worked at a, a bar in Japan, uh, back in my younger days, they would play a lot of Ray Montaigne. Ray Lamontagne on uh, for for shows and evenings when they anticipated a lot of older people coming in <laughs> just, oh, wow. a good, you know it's still musically interesting but it's like you know nobody's gonna take issue with it that's yeah. what i wrote about i'll get along it's like it's undeniably nice music nice. it's this nice whole music. album this whole album is is ceaselessly nice and comfortable 
It's very and nice. I really, only, I really only find fault with it when it just comes becomes more like generic and doesn't stand out as much. But yeah, I, I wrote it feels know. a little safe. Like it just like feels yeah. safe. It's nice music. You can't deny, you can't say that's bad music. It's nice music. It's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Rest. I was like, real man. This is like, this just sounds is like nice. straight from 1972. The drum yeah. sound is awesome. The vocals are so upfront and clear. Such a such a soothing voice. That would production be a good is, one here live. Yeah, production is yeah. excellent. How those strings uh, enter. Uh, Close your eyes. Let them rest. I am in no. Yeah. Rest is nice. Real nice, soft, easy groove. The drums sound great. I mean, this whole album is kind of, I mean, it's an album of reflection, of uh, of empathy, and it could, like, this could, I don't mean this in a bad way, this would be a great album to, like, just pass out to, like, fall asleep. Like, it's yeah, just yeah. so, you can you can take solace and, and some, you know, sanctuary here, and, and yeah. rest perfectly spells that out. Yeah. Home Again, the title track. Home again I like the bare per, I like the, the bare percussion going. On. He's like just stomping his foot. Sounds like he's just yeah. stomping stomping his foot. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, where was this recorded? You can really hear the space. It's recorded in a basement. In like a wooden basement? A wooden basement. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Do they have those in the Isle of Wight? Maybe. Where where was? What do you make basements out of? Um, it's just, yeah, the, this middle section of the album in particular, Rest and Home Again. I mean, it's uh, it's like a big welcome mat. Home again, home again. One day I know I feel home again. Um, you get a little later in the album, you, you get a little more like, you know, addressing like some of the more emotional hardships of life, like always waiting. I know we're skipping ahead a little bit, but that music video, I just checked it out. That that was kind of that was brutal. Like it was depicting a, a woman like losing her her memory and kind of her her sense of self to you know Alzheimer's. Like he's 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 not afraid to to be a little more. Oh poignant. really, dude? I didn't know. See, man, that's me with that's me with lyrics. Yeah, I mean, it's just you wouldn't get that in the song. It's just, but he decided that's what the video was about, and I was like, oh, oh this is—he's touching on some heavy stuff. Yeah, it's just almost all the instruments in the album were played by Kiwanuka and Butler. Yeah, they kept it small. Just have some some guests come in when you need them, um, and the guests when they do come in, like you got uh, the violins on a lot of the tracks. You got, the, like I said, the flute. Tiny bit of Rhodes piano, little trumpet. Like anytime they add, it never feels forced or cluttered. Like when those elements come in, it just, you're still in this lovely, comforting, like early 70s, like safe space. Bones. Anytime you got a song called Bones, I'm listening, man. I love that. I just love that Bones. title. Bones. Bones was good too. And a little jazzier, right? Yeah, That's jazzy. Yep. That, Call yeah. and response. Vocal harmonies were great. You know, the harmony vocal sound is like it was recorded in the 60s, man. Mm-hmm. 
it's great how he fully understands the power of that era of music and just embraces it without it feeling too like uh I don't know, retread. Like he he still brings his own thing to the table, but it's just like, hey, when people were making music like this that sounded like this, this really worked and you know, provided a lot of comfort and I'm gonna just go ahead and do that and make it my own too. Right. And I that's right. another thing I really appreciate about this album. Yeah, always waiting. Always waiting is uh nice that's the one riff. with the yeah, really nice the really sad music video. Yeah. To be honest, so just full disclosure, after Bones, none of these songs really stuck with me too much. They kind of blurred. We got to the point together. like where you're saying, yeah, they blend together or they're they're pleasant in the moment, but there's not enough for me to grab onto and and like you know, the the lyrics are always very th- this is like an album where if you were learning English, it would be very easy for you to <laughs> yeah go through this album because it's it's so just universal and broad like right i'm not going to necessarily necessarily say generic but like and i guess this album got some critique at the time too for for uh maybe some some underdeveloped lyrical content but still when it when it works it works this is you know you you got to go into these songs like a like a trance i think But yeah, yeah. How did you feel about uh, always waiting and kind of the the rest of what we got here? Okay, so my, I think my favorite song might be "I Won't Lie," just because the melody, like like the ah. the, the 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 notes he's singing are do feel different from the rest of the album. I forget what oh, what it's like okay. right now, but um, how does how does how does I won't lie go? How does it go? That's what I mean, man. I don't remember. Like I listened to the song a bunch. I listened to it this morning. It's, I can't... it's the one. It's like da do da. He's like singing like dissonant notes. But like, like they fit the chord. Like the chords are, are are interesting. Yeah. Is this the one? Hold on. I wrote I wrote tremolo effect feels nice and new in the album, and I won't lie. Like the tremolo effect is is new. Like you don't hear that anywhere else mm. so far in the album. Nice clean guitar. I love the melody here. Probably my favorite melody in the album because it's not typical yeah, and yeah. easy. As I I like the notes he's singing and the sweet I like the sweet percussion. That swell was great right before he says so comfort me brother. I like oh, his voice in this one a lot. Me, brother, brother, brother that. that I remember. I needed a little prompting. I like that. If people are like diehard Kiwanuka fans who are like these jackasses don't know what they're talking about. Like this must have been the moment yeah, where oh, they were really of course, of course. getting up. Sorry yeah. guys. I've heard this song like two yeah. and a half, like three times. <laughs> comfort. Okay, the vocal sound is just great. The quality of the recording along with his voice. Because it does have a sound, like a vintage sound. I said, I said this might be my favorite one. I, I really yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah, now, now, now it's coming back. Um, your brother likes Michael Kiwanuka. That's how you he was on your radar? Yeah. Yes, that's how. I I was actually introduced to this guy like way back right after this album come out by my old uh, housemate in Japan who so there there's a word in Japanese called shibui which I would translate as like tasteful or it's to be even more colloquially it's like this is this guy knows what's up like that this is uh, he's he's on to something it's kind of shibui 
who kind of so he was like he pointed Shibuya. to Kiwanuka as like this guy is Shibui. This guy this guy's on to something with his with his sound. And uh so yeah, I the, the, like the the over-encompassing feel with the whole thing even if I sometimes the songs don't stick with me is this is tasteful. This is uh this is doing something that needs to be done in in our current uh contemporary music landscape, I think. He's bringing us back. Cool. This guy's Shibui. Shibui, yeah. Dude, I'm not that familiar with like soul music, like, but I th- I just feel like it's like really everywhere, is it not? Well, there's uh, there's music inspired by soul everywhere. Stevie Wonder is probably one of the, I would say one of the most influential artists of all time, easily. But yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like 20, 2010s. Twenty, no, that's what I mean. Is that John Legend is super inspired by soul, but I yeah. there are not a lot of artists that. You know, stop before you get all to, to these new production techniques and kind of, oh. you know, radio ready and in your face and what feels to me like a colder sound. There's not a lot of artists that say, hey, stop. We had it right with the Bill Withers era. Let's tap into an easier, gentler, more thoughtful approach. He does that. I don't know how many other artists are doing that, like to his caliber. Okay. So the like the production is a big element here. Production, but it's also it's just it's like philosophy of how you want to sound and and your his whole energy is so like I said understated and almost kind of quiet and reserved, but there's like a really solid power there. Like he does he yeah. like you said when he sings, it's not like there's there feels there feels like there's very little ego behind it. Yeah, yeah. He's channeling into something deeper than himself, whereas I feel, and and this is all just opinions. If you like all the modern soul artists, like power to you. But I I feel like all too often with a lot of other contemporary music that you could say is a similar genre, it's like it's got it's 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 yelling for attention too much. It's trying to be like too much in your face and to kind of like one up itself or something. He's he holds back in a way that I love. Like that that's his his power. Especially in this album. Yeah. Any day will do fine. Yeah, that's another one I don't quite remember. But that's what I wrote like down. It? I was like I was like totally blends in with the other songs. Album feels like kind of background music. Yeah. Like an atmospheric soundtrack for like an event or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well it'd be just it would be, you know, if you ran a cafe, this would be a great thing to throw on. After this song is I'll be changing my way. God knows I've seen better. Yeah, like a cafe. Yeah, like beautiful sounds, great voice, jazzy, bluesy, a little bit warm, soft dancing. Yeah. I like the song title of "Worry Works Beside Worry Worry Walks Beside Worry Warts Beside Me." Uh, worry works beside. Yeah, "Worry Walks Beside Me" is the longest song on the album, and. I do again believe this is a situation where I don't think it warranted it. Like, mm. that's kind of a one of the trappings of of this album is, you know, it's very based on repetition and these very kind of straightforward, kind of almost like simplified uh, themes in the lyrics and stuff. And it's like you you hear two minutes of that song, and the next two three minutes aren't really going to surprise you. Like you're just still in that zone. And that's kind of where you start to listen to it as background music rather than like 
fully in, invested in it like the earlier tracks, or at least that that was my reaction to yeah. it. Yeah. It felt, it felt really bare that uh, Warrior walks beside me. Minimal drum yeah. roof, like not a lot of bass movement. Yeah, the, the, the texture again, it's it's Shibui, it's tasteful, but it's... Shibui. it's this guy is Shibui. <laughs> it's not... Um, <laughs> I don't feel like it's earning its place as a five-minute like closing track. Yeah. But... Wait, it's not the close... There's one more song, right? So that's the thing is uh, the official... The standard listing is just these 10 tracks, but then you and I listened on Spotify. You had Lasan after that. Yeah. Uh, which I kind of, I guess that was something that was maybe added on later for like a bonus edition. But I kind of, I like that song more than than some of the other songs on the like official second half of the album. Yeah. I was like, this is a nice different intro. Yeah. You know, drums yeah. sound great. The snare, I love that snare sound. I was like, you can just hear the wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is like being in a in a like just lovely wooden cabin on the Isle of Wight. You get that feeling. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. A piano sounds beautiful. Song has beautiful layers that join as it develops, you know, beautiful sounds all around. You know, it's really well recorded. And the arrangement's really nice. Like I love the subtle yeah. organ pulse that happens in like certain sections. It's it's weird. It's not like it's an album where every time you listen to it something new totally like surprises you and grabs your attention but it's like it's just a real it's like a well executed like pleasant painting like a tasteful painting you'd have in a hallway you know it's still like it's there for the hallway almost (laughs) but it you know you can appreciate a a little another new subtle detail like each time you you take it in but it's it's not like a rembrandt necessarily <laughs> but hey, again, it's a freaking debut by a twenty-four-year-old, and this guy only this guy only got better. That's very yeah. impressive. That's extremely impressive. He's 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 an older man now. He's he's more. Uh, Kiwanuka is an album that takes a lot more risks, but you can tell he feels like a lot more confident in who he actually is or want, or strives to be as an artist. So it's it's also very uh, confident. Yeah. Do his, do his songs get more upbeat and like yes. energetic? Oh yeah, for sure. I, I I heard roll. I heard the I heard the first song. You ain't the pro- you ain't the problem. Very upbeat. I love that song. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, that that album has a lot of highlights. Final days on the planet. That that's a funky one. Yeah. So it's weird. Like, Kiwanuka has more variety. It's got more pep. It's got more uh, confidence and. Just a lot, you know, a stronger energy behind it. But home again, again, the highlights on home again. That's just like the core of Kiwanuka to me. I'm getting ready. I'll get along. Like I love those songs. Those I can just listen to any day, any time of day. Yeah, like, kind of more than makes up for, you know, some of the the, the other like shortcomings the album may have. His voice is so nice. He is like a modern day Bill Withers. He really is. Yeah. It's he sounds he's an old soul. That's something we haven't he touched is an on. Old soul. Like, he is an old soul. Even when he's in his early twenties, he's 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 looking beyond. He's an old soul. He likes older music and it's it's uh it's refreshing. So what don't you like about love and hate? 
it's not like I know that album super well, but I mean, music like this, it comes down to the freaking songwriting and the melodies and, and putting you in a certain musical place that you just like, you want to live in that groove. You want to sing the songs back to yourself. Love and Hate didn't bring that kind of songwriting to me. I just, it didn't, all the albums just like went over, or the albums, all the songs went over my head. Uh, yeah. But I'm glad that album did well. I'm glad other people like it because I'm still a fan and Ki- Kiwanuka does it for me, the uh, the new album. But yeah, that like, and maybe you feel differently, but there's also like that album leans on like really distorted guitar a lot for a lot of the songs. And it's just, it's really repetitive. Some of the songs go a lot, lot longer and it just, I don't know, didn't do it for me. Dude, the but, first uh, track is 10 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wait, actually... Oh, wait, no, that's live. Oh, my God. The songs are so much shorter on Kiwanuka. Yeah. No, it's Kiwanuka. It's it's more dynamic and more focused, the new one. Two, yeah. One minute 20, two minute 40. Yeah, there's like interludes, and it, it has more cohesive feel as like a, an album experience. But yeah, it's 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 tough. I, I don't know if I... Is Home Again maybe not my even my favorite Kiwanuka album, but it's like the first six songs. If you if you t- if you took the first six songs of Home Again and that was like its own thing, I would love that so much. Like, Tell Me a Tale up to Bones is just it's it's gold. Cool. Comfort me, brother. Yeah, it's cool that you like. I won't lie though. Yeah, it stuck out because you know that that note. That yeah. that melody is like stuck out from the rest of the album. Perfect album cover. Perfect album cover. Perfect album cover. I wish I had a, a little more insight to give, but I maybe maybe we uh, we did a decent job. Do you do you have any uh, other passing thoughts before we get on to our uh, our final rating? Uh, not really. I mean, uh, I just found an article that I'm I'm probably going to read after this, talking about how it was recorded. Because oh. uh, I I really like the sound of it. I love yes. I love the vintage. it sounds straight from 1970, and um, it's just cool. Yeah, if you want to check out more music like this, so uh, rest in peace. He he passed away uh, pretty recently, but uh, Charles Bradley does soul right, and he 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 uh, he came to prominence like in the in the last decade. He was actually like in his 60s by the time he he hit it. Charles Bradley is, is a fascinating dude, an amazing singer. He, if you like this kind of production, check out Charles Bradley too. So he went to the right studio in Brooklyn or whatever that just like this nails all the uh, the best aspects of this like 60s, 70s soul sound. Oh, I think I heard a song. I think I watched a video yeah. of him. I think it was Changes. Um, yeah, he did his Black like Sabbath really, cover. Really yeah, amazing. yeah. So Charles Bradley would also be your guy. Lee, Lee Fields and the Expressions. Lee Fields and the Expressions is is also uh, a band that that knows how to use that sound. He seems like he started music late in life, huh? No, he, well, he started his solo career late in life because um, he just his he had so many struggles and, and hardships in his career. Uh, like for the longest time, he was a James Brown impersonator. That's kind of where he really got his, his foothold in, uh, into show business. He's a fascinating guy. Wow, uh, wow. Just a, a beautiful artist and musician too but um wow yeah, so that they, if you're looking for uh, also uh 
What the heck's that guy's name? I need a dollar, dollar, dollar is what I need. Aloe Black, well, Aloe need, Black, I think is um, his name. He he gets that that vintage soul sound down too. He's really good. Cool. So they're they're out there. I need um, a dollar, dollar, dollar is all I need. I don't know how many of them are British though. That's kind of another cool kind of uh, like you know something that's different about the Kiwanuka experience. Yeah. Well, sweetie. Don't be mad at me. That's just one man's opinion. Uh, as we get to the uh, increasingly, seemingly pointless part of, of ass- assigning a number to this thing, <laughs> this this has a lot of lovely qualities. I'm always excited to, to recommend this guy to people. Uh, but this album, you know, a moon dance or a what's going on or an adjustments, this is not. It's not. It's not uh, cutting edge enough, maybe to uh, to get it to that stature, but. I'm going to say this is solidly like uh, an 86. Nice. Yeah, I'll give it like a 82. Yeah. Very impressive. Very impressive. It's good. Play play it at a play it at a uh, like at an after yeah. party. Yeah. And he's uh he was 24 and this is his debut album and that that's really incredible. And the the first six songs are killer. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, that was that was that was nice. Well, cool, cool, cool. Maybe you'll get your brother to listen to it now. Yeah, I think I will. Okay, Moondogs. Another lovely episode concluded. Uh, I'm going to head out in a sec. I don't think I have much else to say, except here's a uh, time-sensitive offer for you. If you're a Niagara Moon fan, that is um, any one item on our store. If you go to NiagaraMoonMusic.com, you get 50% off. That's a 5-0. The code, you may ask, that is Rudy, R-U-D-I. That's the name of my dog. So if you enter the discount code Rudy at checkout for any one item of Niagara Moon merch, you get 50% off, and that offer is good until Christmas. My little uh, holiday gift to you. Anyway, I hope you're doing well. I hope you have a great weekend. I really look forward to coming in again next week. Uh, See you later.